0: Holly and Cindy and we're your Your rambling rambling roses Roses. coming to you from the rose capital of America Tyler Texas on this podcast we'll share with you little known facts and quirky stories that make up the culture of Tyler remember to follow us on social media at visit Tyler to keep the conversation going Cindy it's October and you know what that means in Tyler Texas
1: yep I sure do it's That's rose season. It, exactly. And it's October is one of the times of the year that the roses are in full bloom. And some interesting history about the uh, roses is, you know, Tyler used to be a town that grew peaches and that was the farmer's main industry. Yeah. But back in the 1900s, there was a peach blight that wiped out all the crops. And so farmers started searching for other things to grow. And it was determined that the soil that the peaches grew in was good for roses so that's how the rose industry started
0: yeah and then in 1933 was the first Texas Rose Festival and it was a celebration of the rose industry and the rose pretty much saving the town and a lot of families um, from the peach blight mm-hmm. right and right. Um, the Texas Rose Festival traditionally happens the third weekend in October every year and It includes a parade, a Rose Queen in her court, a coronation, and lots of activities happening throughout the city this year though thanks to coronavirus it has been postponed until next year so there won't be a Texas Rose Festival in October this year but the roses will still be in bloom That's right. and the Rose Garden will be open for the public to see more than 500 varieties of roses on our 14 acres the largest Rose Garden in the nation so even though We aren't having the Rose Festival. We thought it would be fun to talk to Liz Ballard, the executive director of the Texas Rose Festival, to get a behind the scenes peek behind the curtains, if you will, (laughs) the rose curtains, if you will, to see what all goes into the Texas Rose Festival. Because, Cindy, you know this, like I know this, when we're talking to people who have never been to the Texas Rose Festival before, people are blown away. Exactly. Right? I, you know, I, I kind of mentioned to people, um, oh, Tyler has the Texas Rose Festival, it's been going on for more than 80 years, and they're like, oh, that's so nice, how sweet, <laughs> and then I show them pictures of the Texas Rose Festival, and they are blown away. That's right. The, the dresses are over the top. The pageantry Mm -hmm. is amazing, and um, so we wanted to get a behind-the-scenes look of what all goes into the Texas Rose Festival. Liz Ballard is the executive director. Thank you for being with us here today, Liz. Thank you, Liz.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Give us a little peek into what it's like to be the executive director behind such a large festival what is a day in the life of Liz
2: a day in the life well it's um, (laughs) it's in the office um, the majority of the time it is a it takes about a year to year and a half to plan forward for the next upcoming event. So I can say there's a lot of um, procuring uh, volunteers, since it's an all-volunteer-based organization, getting everybody who has interest to participate, who has interest to volunteer, and also there's a fundraising component that comes along. So all year, are you not planning for a coronation or all of that you're also getting community involved to help raise funds to have our parade to do our you know support our our floats and things like that so it's an ongoing process yeah, yeah. you talk about
1: a year a year and a half in preparation so your years are overlapping
2: they do overlap so, so you're do. starting
1: another festival before you really put the last one to bed correct
2: correct yes because the participants that are invited typically you know, their parents have volunteered and whatnot, but we know a timeline after they finish, as it has traditionally been over the last block of time, the participants are enrolled in college, but they're the ones that have freshly graduated from high school that are invited. So, but that's, a, that's one of the criterias that we like to, is they do have to be actively enrolled in college to participate.
0: Great. And um, I want to go back to something that you said that I think might be surprising to people mm-hmm. is you don't have a staff. You work with mostly volunteers, right? Um, there's a lot of moving pieces when you're talking about a volunteer event a volunteer yes. run event um, yes tell us a little bit about the different organizations that you work with that help put this on because there, there's a different organization that helps with the parade and one that helps yes. with the festival and mm-hmm.
2: I do have um, the strutters is a organization within themselves that helps coordinate all of the parade. So they're the feet on the street. They are helping, you know, frontline, hands-on, coordinate everybody to get that thing to go down the road. So it's a great group of guys, those that do volunteer for that. It's um, been a seven-year uh, commitment for them on that particular organization. Our executive board, it comprises of five it's a 5 year commitment on that board and then each board member has an assistant that shadows and comes along with them as you as they start out there's a past president's function that is for all of the court families that is one of the board members first years obli- is to work with his assistant to help plan that event. The next year, it is um, the men's luncheon. So it's to find a speaker, to find somebody that people would enjoy, be it a sports... Yeah, you had Nolan Ryan one Yeah, year. we had Nolan Ryan. We had Barry Switzer mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. We've had different um, politicians. It's, it's just been a gamut of people that we have had since dating way back into the, um, the early years of the festival. So there's the men's luncheon, and then following that, there's a, the rose activities, being the rose presentation that takes place inside the atrium of the Rose Garden Center. Mm-hmm. So there's a team that works on that, that puts that's together.
0: kind of kicks off the festival.
2: Exactly. We yeah. have our ribbon-cutting ceremony and then a very beautiful exhibit that thousands of people come through and see and then also take a part and go into the garden and right. and get to see that and, and then for our
0: listeners who mm-hmm. haven't been that event is free and open to the public as well as the yes the festival in the rose garden. yes
2: yes the rose garden is free open to the public our ribbon cutting ceremony same thing we typically um There's a group, the Palette of Roses Art League, that usually partners with us, and they have local artists that do beautiful work, and they have a show in the Rose Garden Center in conjunction with our event as well. Then we also have the Coronation, about the fourth year on their term, their assistant's develop the idea or the theme of what the coronation will be this Mm -hmm. you know that year this last year it was portraits of inspiration so that team of ladies pulled together a beautiful logo all of the participants represented ladies throughout history Mm -hmm. that were inspirational no particular agenda but I mean they were scientists they were authors they were artists they were Actresses or, or dancers and mm-hmm. um, musicians. So it was really neat to have such a broad. Um,
1: yeah, that was a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And, um, right. But it's a theatrical thing that is put together. It's chorea- the choreography is done along with its music, paired with its costume. And mm-hmm. it is an event that is a ticketed event at the Performing Arts Center at the UT Tyler Cowan. Um, yeah. center and
0: it, it's mm-hmm. and it's spectacular yes it is you know, it's the first time that the public gets to see the dresses and the court right? yes and yes if you want to be the first of the first to see the dresses That's <laughs> other right. than the designer I guess gets you, to be the first of yes first. Yeah. you
2: hit the matinee and, and, the and matinee. ticket and ticket prices are very reasonable I believe we start somewhere in the range of a $10 ticket so we feel that it is an affordable opportunity that people can take advantage go and see and you know get yeah. get a taste of tyler
0: so since yeah. since we are talking about the dresses mm-hmm. that's another cool thing about the dresses in the texas rose festivals they they are different every year mm-hmm. so it's not like some of these other festivals that they just rewear what they had right. there's a different theme every year yes mm-hmm. that yes. goes with so, I know that the dresses go with the theme, but, you know, for instance, one of the really fun ones one year was the carnival. And the circus theme, year. The circus mm-hmm, theme. Mm-hmm. That was, I thought the dresses were so, uh, they always are, but so inventive, like one, the one that was a snake, her hand was the head of oh, a yeah. snake, and she mm-hmm. would move it around like a snake. So, that's a lot of fun, But but... How does the designer come up with this girl's going to be a snake, and this mm-hmm. girl's going to be a...
2: popcorn? Popcorn, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever yeah. it is. One, well, I think that year we had one that was pink lemonade, and we had cotton candy. <laughs> yeah, that was a good thing. It was. It was really a lot of fun. I can tell you, a lot of times the coronation, the ladies that are the coronation chairs, they work closely with the mothers of the participants or the, of the locals who kind of help guide of who has what personality, who would be able to carry this costume off the best. The Tyler girls are assigned a costume. So you really want to understand what their interests are or how theatrical they would be willing to go. Mm-hmm. Or if they're dancers or, oh, you know, yeah. if, or if they were did ballet or You know that type of thing that really helps steer the direction of what costume they will be assigned. Mm -hmm. The duchesses, the out-of-town girls that are participants, they actually have the opportunity to come into town and choose from three different options. Okay. So they're able to have a little more because we just don't have the insight and know particularly what
1: a lot more about them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I remember. our son Craig was in the festival in 2003 Mm -hmm. and I never knew how the designs came about. But Mm -hmm. at that time he'd been in school with these girls since kindergarten. So I knew the majority of them and the theme that year was the Hollywood (gasps) stars. Uh And they had told me that these girls get interviewed. You know, they taught, they the designers get to know them they kind of f- figure out mm-hmm. what personalities will fit with them and I was just amazed at how dead on they were yeah because there was like you know the class clown and she was Lucille Ball and it was just perfect for her and right, then there was the right. Greta Garbo and the. but it just all comes together and I mean the girls end up wearing what they should be wearing and it just fits them yes. you know, fits yes. everything about them
2: and I think that's the thing the coronation chairs they work with the moms they get the personalities down but then they co- correspond with the designer mm-hmm. so that's how he gets in his mind okay we know this one enjoys this type of you know stuff but but we don't necessarily interfere with his drawing it's kind of once he's done this is this what, is what it, is. it is. So yeah. So it's So there's it's, no opportunity for them to kinda go in there and change it a little bit? Not particularly. Okay. So, so it's I mean his interpretation might, it's his for them interpretation and it might you know, there might be some minor um, variations, but he's the artist and so yeah. that's how that that plays out. But once once the designer is given the feedback from the coronation chairs about the girls, then then it's that's how it's all laid out. Yeah, it's
0: great. Well, and we've we you've um, referred to like the Tyler girls and the out of town mm-hmm. girls. So tell us a little bit how how the court is chosen. How's the queen chosen? How are the Tyler girls chosen? How are the outs? And and give us a little lay down. Of sure, that.
2: sure. The families that do participate, they have expressed interest to volunteer. And a volunteer capacity, at any point as the child's growing up, coming along, anybody is welcome to come to my office at the Tyler Rose Museum and and express interest to volunteer, or if if volunteer time is not um, contribution towards you know towards the festival and that and then also sharing with us your child and when they're going to, yeah, your desire to have your child participate. So that's really all it comes out to be. A lot of these families, like I said, they've had generations, multiple generations that have participated currently with some of the younger ones. We're on the fourth families Mm -hmm. or fourth family generation. Mm -hmm. But really that's, that's it in a nutshell. I know everybody thinks it's a, it's a secret, but it's, it's really not just communicate call my office come up to my window i'll be mm-hmm. glad to share and you then know then what, what are all, the all qualifications it talks about for the Pretty, queen? They, you mentioned well for the in queen college. yeah the queen well any of the court members they have to be actively enrolled in college okay. or you know in a junior college or you know just mm-hmm. it's it's just what we you know like to see and it's it's an event where they can meet others from all over the country, and it's just a great celebration.
0: And, and so then I guess you have so many that are Tyler girls. So how does a outside-of-Tyler person? Outside
2: of Tyler could be grandchildren, nieces and nephews of people okay. here in Tyler. It can be our Tyler girls' roommates, you know, and, mm-hmm. it, and the net just casts out cousins, yeah. family members, or it could be my college roommates, child you know it's just networking and and our whole mission is to promote Tyler Smith County hospitality you know so I kind of jokingly tell these families when they come in and go through this it's it's um our whole purpose is for you to either retire in Tyler or (laughs) at least buy a lake house
1: (laughs) yeah so and and Liz, there isn't a, a, a set number. So one year you might have 12 ladies in waiting. Next year you might have 20. Right, right. Yeah. And, and that's the same for the duchesses, right? Correct, yeah.
2: So every year it just kind of ebbs and flows. And of course, like anything else, you can, I think in 2015, they said that we had a the largest court in the history of the festival. I think we had a total of 60 or 61 girls collectively paired with their escorts and all of that. But I think the statistics, that year showed that that was the highest admission, freshman admission class in colleges throughout the country. Oh, so wow. whatever happened 18 years ago, <laughs> that um, it was very
1: indicative of mm-hmm. how large our court was that year. So. Right. Right. <laughs> um, going back to the dresses. Mm-hmm. I think when Holly and I have experienced this with questions from visitors, but you you say festival. Well, there's a lot of festivals in East Texas. Right. And they're in small towns and Mm -hmm. they're in, you know, larger towns. And you you talk about the dresses and all that. But describe the detail of these dresses because until you see one of these dresses, Mm -hmm. just the handwork and the. Yeah, the intricacy. What goes into these mm -hmm. is phenomenal.
2: I can tell you that. The queen's dress, it takes about six months to actually make that dress. Now, it, the whole process starts from the drawing, from the, mm-hmm. the color on the paper and the, the artistry, the watercolors, whatnot. That is what is given to the actual drapers or the costumers. So they take that sketch And then they get their fabrics, trims, beads, you know, all their stuff with their sketch. So everything's like in a neat box, but that's all they have to work with. Mm -hmm. So then they have, they schedule their first fitting with the participant. Then they do the measure. They do, I mean, it's all flat pattern. So these people are truly artisans when they start to measure and do they don't have a pattern to go by. They are literally looking at the front side of this sketch. They might have a profile. They might have something. But then they communicate with the designer, you know, and mm-hmm. through the fitting process to see is this developing, taking shape the way he envisioned it to.
1: So it's, it's a neat process. So that for gives sure. you an idea of just the time frame on the costumes mm-hmm. alone and mm-hmm. how far out you have Detail to start.
2: You have to crystal. start. Yeah, you have to start about, you know, four to six months out. Especially when there's so many multiple girls, mm-hmm. you know, to work on. But I'd say the queen's costume does take a good six months to work yeah. on. And wow. some of the trains in the past, they would say it would take six or eight people hand because it's all hand done, mm-hmm. um, wow. all hand beaded. So it's a full time job for about six people for several months. So wow. it's yeah. it's a big it's a big deal. Yeah, big so. undertaking and
0: then. At the coronation, you know, Mm -hmm. you mentioned the train. Yes. On the Rose Queen's dress. At the Mm -hmm. coronation, the Rose Queen has her train, her dress her crown, mm-hmm. and she has to walk across the stage and bow all the way down oh, yes. to the floor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then come up, and then she's the Rose Queen, right? Exactly. Um, how long does it take the Rose Queen to practice that? Because I would fall over myself. Well,
2: <laughs> we send her to the... She She's told she better get... in fit shape. She needs to start, you know, working Mm -hmm. with the trainer. That dress, um, in most recent years, it's probably been sixty pounds, seventy pounds for the dress itself, let alone the train. You put the train on and then it's a sixteen foot, it's extremely heavy as well. So then you
0: have the crown on your head.
2: Then you have the crown and that thing, um I can say we have some hairstylists here in our community that are amazingly talented. That they can set these headpieces and these um, crowns in their hair where um, they can bend over and mm-hmm. it's not going to come out, but um, it's it's a lot of work. And, and Lynn, a lot of weight. Yeah, and a lot of weight. And Lynn Ramey um, is the choreographer here at Dance and Drill, and she does an amazing job getting them toned and in position to... To do their do their job on stage, yeah. So it's it's not just put on a pretty dress for the day and wait no,
0: to
1: the crowd. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> I've always wondered how exhausted those girls are after you know a three day well, event, yes. and you're carrying all that around for. That long. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: and but sometimes and
0: it's, it's not even for the queen. It's not really just a three-day event right. because they do appearances
1: all year long. Yeah, right. right. I was just meaning in those costumes well, but in and those you costumes, know, the weight. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And then after the parade, the morning of the parade, we have the queen's tea. That is, there again, open to the public and free. It's like a wedding reception for the whole city. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a beautiful event. And it's so fun to bring little children or see children walk up to these participants and get their autographs yeah. or have their picture made and it's just such a magical moment mm-hmm. right and the, the queen's tea is located right there in the middle of the rose garden that's right a beautiful
0: backdrop and it's the place where you get to see those dresses in the train up close yeah. you can really see the, intricacies. the detail. yeah the yeah. details and the pageantry
1: it's it's yeah for those that have never been the queen's tea um it's not just the dresses but the queen's family designs mm-hmm. their set mm-hmm. for that outdoor tea and yeah. some it's of those gift. sets can be very uh, extravagant
2: too and i can tell you that the queen's the queen's family it's it's they're chosen they're a very philanthropic very gifting to our city for for a long period of time and and the thing about the tea is it's a gift from them for everyone to come and see the beauty of our of the core of our city where mm-hmm. we where we get our our emblem, or you know, yeah. it's, race, yeah. so it's, it's just such a beautiful opportunity yeah. for everybody to come out. Yeah, but
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. I had another uh, question about the dresses. So these girls are in college. They could be all over the country. Mm-hmm. Is there a set design team? So they have to come back to Tyler to, and there's a, just that group works they on all pr- the dresses? They predominantly, uh-huh, all the
2: Drapers are here in Texas or actually in the Dallas area. Okay, They can, they, they sometimes will meet here, but a lot of times, and it's at the discretion of those families to get them from wherever they're going to college to have their fittings. They have to have about three to four fittings before the costume is final. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. this year there's a new dress designer. Is
2: that correct? Yes. Yes. His name's Jacob Clymer. Okay. He is a Dallas native. He, um, Graduated, he went to the performing arts school Booker T. Oh, in um, um, my my cousin graduated really from there. They may know each other. They might. They <laughs> might. And so he went there. And then upon graduation, he went to the University of In um, I believe it was in Evansville. I could be mistaken, mm-hmm. um, but he did costume, you know, design. And then from there, he went to Carnegie Mellon, and okay. he's a master graduate from wow. there. And he also does scenic design. So not wow. only yeah. does he do um, to find one person that does two different entities was a real blessing, because that's one thing that we had in Wynn Morton, who is our designer for 38 years, mm-hmm. and, and we dearly love. Upon his retirement, it's it's like, we have to find the right fit for our organization. And we really didn't intend on having the luxury to find one person that could do both things like he did. But Jacob has so far jumped in with both feet. That's he does awesome. live in New York. Mm-hmm. So, um, but his mother is still in Dallas. And so he is, you know, unfortunately with the situation, he hasn't been mm-hmm. coming to Texas as much as of late. But he's, so
1: for them, it's not a full time job. Through the festival, Correct. It, it's just like contract labor, and they Correct. come in and work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: he not only is working for us, he also does opera, other theater work. Some He's done some off-Broadway work. One thing unique about the Queen's Train this year is it is being made in the same costume house that some of the Broadway that some of the Hamilton costumes and um, Wicked are, are oh, made. Cool. So you've got the same artisans that are putting their hands on those big Broadway shows that are wow, going to cool. be doing the Queen's train. So yeah. it's pretty special. That's kind of
1: it's funny special. you said that because it seems like um, Tom Ramey in one of his, you know, who's Lynn's mm-hmm. brother-in-law. Yes. In one of his uh, conversations we had with him about the history and everything that people didn't really, when they realized how big the Rose industry was, mm-hmm. was when they were in New York city for what i think was a world's fair then it was chicago it was the it was chicago. chicago world's
2: fair and
1: mm-hmm. there were they were wondering where all these roses came from and yep. realized they were coming from tyler texas and yep. they were like wow <laughs> we need to do something with this and so that was another part exactly. of the whole festival starting right
2: exactly exactly so it's um just bringing light on what our community has to offer
0: so what do you think the texas rose festival has done for the culture of tyler's that's what we kind of talk about here on rambling roses podcast is some of these stories that really impact when a visitor comes in from out of town some of these things have been so deep into Tyler's roots. Mm-hmm. We're known for roses and the Rose Festival. How do you think that impacts the having the festival every year? How do you think that impacts the culture of the area? Well,
2: I think it just builds on our commitment to help keep our city vibrant, beautiful, hospitable. And I, th- I think you look around and you see our city is is growing it's growing at a brisk pace and i think if we can offer you know something of entertainment as people you know come to the area and they see what we have it's just a it's just a fun point i think every city wishes that they had or should have some sort of a festival that that attracts people yeah, to come yeah, right. in and see what we have and whether it's com- coming in during the festival or it's coming to see our our downtown, you know, what we have on our square, or if it's a car show, or if it's the historic Goodman Museum, I think it's just, it's just a good way to
1: get our name out there. And Holly and I, we hear this through our industry, you know, people say, you guys are so lucky, you have such an iconic brand, you know, the Rose, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's so much you can do with that, but it's so recognizable yeah. for our city. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then to be able to celebrate it in this way is sure is sure. really, you know, unique.
2: And I think, you know, I think the more events that we can have during the rose season or during the festival, you know, it's, it's, and it, and it just grow, mm-hmm. you know, and the more, you know, people who are interested in being in the parade, it's, it's, it's free, you know, your group yeah. can participate. I just think there's a, a lot that we can do to continue to make this thing grow Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's something that really
0: the community gets behind and uses as a time to celebrate for the whole city Mm -hmm. and then visitors get to come in and experience some of that that rosy culture Mm -hmm. that we have Mm -hmm. here in
1: tyler and rosy hospitality yeah
0: yes (laughs) our rosy hospitality yes um which um i would be remiss if i didn't mention that the rose garden is in full bloom during the fall but it's also in full bloom um, at the end of spring as well Mm -hmm. yep and so even if you don't come during one of those times the rose garden's beautiful year round Um, and we just uh, there's a section of the garden called the tyler botanical garden Mm -hmm. that has some texas blooms and some japanese maples and those so it's there's something to look at year round in the Rose Garden, which is open seven days a week. Twenty not twenty four hours a day. Seven yeah. days
2: a week. <laughs> and then we have our Just new tonight. photo op out there. We have our We're, new our new little photo our, op uh-huh. uh, where you can be the You the can be y. the y. y in Tyler. People in Tyler. people will ask, Well, what do you do with that? And I'm like, Well, it's like the song. <laughs> you know, it's like the Y M C A. You are the Y. So you are the why. Yeah. Yes.
0: So Um, yeah, so go out there and see the Rose Garden in, in full bloom this October. Wait until next year to see the Texas Rose Festival. We will, if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at visit tyler we will post some pictures of the texas rose festival because i always say you have to see it to believe it Mm -hmm. and i think if you have not been to the texas rose festival you will be blown away so we will post some of those pictures so that you can see the dresses up close not in person but up close and in person next
2: year Liz.
0: Where yep. can people find you if they want to know all the information and history there is to yes. know about the Texas Rose I Festival?
2: I am available Monday through Friday at the Tyler Rose Museum, which is at 420 Rose Park Drive. And my office is right there adjacent to the garden. So I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, feel free to come by, visit, and I'll, I'll help you. Help guide your way any way you'd like to know, either to participate or volunteer or, you know, what all it takes to get involved.
1: Awesome. Well, Holly, are we going to throw out a, a listener question? To Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I think um, for any of you listening, uh, let us know what your favorite Rose Festival is. Uh, memory is if you came to Tyler specifically for the Rose Festival or you were in it or you had a family member that was in it just um, get on our social media and post those questions and you might end up on a future episode of Rambling Roses. Well thank you so
0: much Liz for coming by we appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here.
1: Uh Until
0: next time have have a a rosy rosy day. day.